it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not threatening Elon Musk. The White House telling the owner of SpaceX, Tesla, and Twitter... Uh, it's a nice app you got here. Really be a shame if something happened to it. That's not right. Very mafioso out of the Oval Office. Uh, we will get into it. Uh, the White House seemed to like Twitter a heck of a whole lot more when they were helping out uh, the big tech and the rest of the free speech uh, attackers in this moment in censoring the Hunter Biden laptop in the run-up to the 2020 election. Hunter's a dirtbag. But uh, we bring it up because a hot new poll, this is a hot one, uh, shows that 62% of Americans want the Bidens investigated for Hunter's business activities. Are you the big man, Joe? We will discuss. We may very well find out with Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody in the house as well. And uh, we will also take your calls, text, tweets, and carrier pigeons at 888-788-9910. You know the deal. It's a big Tuesday. It's only one rule on the show. It is an audio safe space. For cool people. I don't mean you're cool like the Fonz, like you're walking around with a pack of cigarettes under your T-shirt. Like, hey, I just mean you're cool. Like, you're not going to throw a fit and, mom, that guy doesn't agree with me. I want him canceled. That's what I mean. Just be cool. Just be easy to be around. Be a force multiplier of positive energy. That's what I say. I'm like a dog with a job. You know, when you go to the airport and the dog's always wagging his tail, he's so excited because he can't believe they're counting on him to sniff the bags. Okay, that's me, essentially. When I show up to the TV or the radio every day, I'm so thrilled that anyone would count on me to save the talk show. I'm just a dog with a job. (coughs) Bottom line. So as we take the field today, uh, the one rule that remains in place is just be a Republican, be a Democrat, be an independent, be a libertarian. Just don't be a (coughs) That is it. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I just got off the TV with uh, the great Harris Faulkner, and uh, she was completely blown away by my performance as always. That is offensive, and it is not true. Stop it. It was a good hang. uh, Cut short, because at the very end of the break, uh, Nancy Pelosi came out uh, to uh, address the reporters about a White House sit-down they had with the president and Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell, and uh, so Pelosi took to the mic and had a little briefing. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbag. Fine, but she was, of course, followed out by Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer is a clown. Okay, but essentially what they were discussing was the quest by Congress now, the quest by Congress to avert a rail strike. If you remember, back in September, Biden had a big victory celebration at the White House. Where he said, oh, we've averted the rail strike. We've got leaders from both unions here. Republicans said it was going to be a problem, but Scranton Joe got it done. Not even close. So here we are now, just, you know, hours, clock ticking down to a potential rail strike, which upsets everything. The fuel, the, the fuel supply, the food supply. Okay, certainly holiday shopping. Everything sucks in Mr. Biden's neighborhood. But Biden, not wanting to get in between the multiple unions voting on this deal and upend his union street cred, is now passing the buck 
from, hey, I'm the guy who's at the you know, eye of the storm getting this done to he's now handing this off to Congress so he doesn't have to face any potential backlash. This is politics as usual. It really is. So we will continue to update you on that situation. But essentially, the press conference was a way of Pelosi, Schumer, McConnell, and McCarthy telling you nothing happened yet. We're not there yet, okay? They had a discussion. McCarthy made his points, which were anybody who wants to cut spending, we're all in, which I agree with. I think it's fine. And the Democratic points uh, largely had to do with, you know, union benefits and stuff like that. One way or the other, wasn't overtly political. It wasn't anything I thought it was worth commenting on. But if you were watching the TV, if you watch the Failavision, if you've supported the meteoric rise of my TV career, I always feel like you should be kept in the loop. So consider yourself looped in, and now we transition on to some grown-up talk. (laughs) Elon Musk. Elon Musk needs to hire a food taster. Correct the mundo. Okay, he took a fight yesterday with Apple, of all people, tweeting directly at Tim Cook, saying, hey, Tim Cook, how come Apple isn't investing in Twitter anymore? What do you guys have against free speech? That's what he did. And, of course, he didn't get much of a response from Apple, uh, but he has gotten a response from the White House. I want you to listen to this propaganda discussion that took place yesterday with Corrine Jean-Pierre at the White House podium where they were basically asking, the press was asking the White House, hey, what can you do? This guy wants to give us free speech. What kind of tools do we have at our disposal to stop him? We can't have this going on. Like, it really is insane, and it's embarrassing because i got to tell you, journalism, okay, is all about the First Amendment. The whole point of being a journalist is protecting the right to free speech, is the ability to hold people in power accountable. Now we've got actual reporters, or at least credentialed human beings, activists masquerading as reporters, as journalists, getting up at White House press conferences saying, hey, what are you going to do to limit free speech? That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. It's really bizarre. It's an upside-down world. But the two parties have traded playbooks. You know, the Democrats really were in the 90s, rage against the machine. Woo! And, you know, we're going to rage against the machine. We're not doing this. And now, lo and behold, they're all on the side of, you know, big tech, big pharma, the government. It's really weird. But everybody who raged against the machine has joined the machine, specifically the media. And it's bizarre to watch. But, you know, there's a real reason why it's going on. And I always say this when I get on the air is that, you know, this isn't a political talk show. It's essentially um, a sports talk show. Like I'm covering politics from the standpoint of who's winning, who's losing and why. You know, that's what I like to tell you. That's why I like to distill this stuff. You decide for yourself in terms of who you're going to vote for. That's not my job. I'm not an activist. I'm a broadcaster. I'm a pretty good one at that. But the point being is that when it comes to this whole uprising against Elon Musk, who, again, was the greatest guy in the world a year ago, understand that everybody who wants to take him down and ban him from polite society was driving a Tesla At the time they revolted against him, he is the patron saint of green energy. He is the guy, the world's leading manufacturer of green energy vehicles. And, oh, by the way, he happens to be making them in America. That's a thing. But they've all, you know, staged an uprising at one point or another. And the reason being is it's not because they're concerned about hate speech. Oh, there's going to be hate speech on Twitter. It's because they're concerned about free speech, specifically your right to say anything you want. Understand, they have, up until Elon bought Twitter, they have owned a monopoly on censorship when it comes to ideas 
that contradict the prevailing narrative of the regime. I'll give you examples. Hunter Biden laptop story. They banned it, threw it right out the window. Now you can't. It's Russian disinformation. We got 51 former intelligence officials, the same ones who said Trump was a Russian, the same ones who said Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Well, they're back and they wrote a letter and they said this is Russian disinformation. So we're the media. We're looking out for you. This potentially damaging story that has been corroborated by the director of national intelligence that was at the time corroborated as true by the FBI. We as the media, we're just looking out for you, so we're going to help Twitter kill this thing. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are, man. Okay, because every single media outlet that killed the Hunter Biden laptop story, now that the Republicans have taken back control of Congress, and they know this thing is going to see a full vetting, the full light of day, they already know it's true. So they're just trying to distance themselves from the cover-up they aided abetted in what was clearly election interference in the run-up to the 2020 election. Okay, if you collude between the government and big tech to kill a story that is potentially damaging to a political candidate, that is by definition election interference. Tell them like it is. Okay, they interfered in the election. When you see polling that says 15 percent of Biden voters would have changed their vote if they knew the Hunter Biden story. Okay, you're talking about 12 or 13 million votes in an election that was decided by less than 50,000 votes. So you understand the damage done by the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story is a real liability to news organizations that were a part of it. So the reason everybody's, you know, trying to take down Elon Musk, the reason he really should have an escape rocket running at all times in case he needs to get off the planet is because these people, they're not worried about your hate speech. They don't care. They're worried about their speech. They're worried about speech they have censored in the past that they knew at the time was true, but they censored it anyway. That's just how white folks will do you. Hey, remember COVID originated in the Wuhan lab? They're like, hell no, you can't tweet that. I will ban you from polite society. That is hate speech. There is going to be a spike in crime against Asian people because you said it. And then six months later, they're like, oh, yeah, that looks like it originated in a lab. Let's uh, no harm, no foul. Let's uh, all go back, go about our days. Smoke if you got them. You know what I'm saying? You guys, no big deal. Okay, vaccinated people can get COVID. Do you remember the media? What? What are you nuts? What are you? Might as well shoot my grandma on the head. You can't say vaccinated people get COVID. They're not getting COVID. Lo and behold, what does the data tell us? The most recent data we have at our disposal is 58 percent of covid deaths in the most recent month available to us which is august 58 percent of covid deaths were amongst vaccinated people people who were vaccinated died from covid 58 percent of the time someone died from covid in the month of august it was a vaccinated person yet big tech censored you from sharing that reality big tech Okay, big Hollywood. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're. I mean. You're an idiot. What a loser. Rest in peace, Wheezy. Flat out saying just let these people die. Now understand. This was a lie they were peddling. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them, f*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No, screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons 
who will not get the shot. Shame on you. I mean, I'm surrounded by idiots everywhere you turn. But you understand, you were being shamed. Let them die if they have a heart attack and they're unvaccinated. They can't take up hospital beds. Screw you. Screw your freedom if you want to take a vaccine that doesn't actually stop you from getting COVID. Do you realize, okay, armed with the ability to stifle speech, if you control the language, you control the people. That's why they're threatened by Elon Musk. Not about hate speech. They're worried about hate speech, okay? If they're worried about protecting the people, okay, China runs TikTok. Okay, that is a known thing. It is agreed upon by both political parties. Senator Mark Warner of Virginia last week said not only was Donald Trump right to try and ban TikTok, he said, but if you have TikTok, not only should you delete the app, but you should throw out the phone. Okay, that's how bad. That's how intrusive that software happens to be. It has stolen my kids' information. It has stolen your kids' information. Probably stolen your wife's information. If you're a woman listening, it stole your information. Jenny likes some TikTok, too. Congratulations, Jenny. You're famous in Beijing. Okay, but the point is, if they cared about protecting us, they don't let an app like TikTok, which is run by the Chinese Communist Party, infiltrate the private information of all Americans. If they care about protecting us, they don't let people on Facebook Live kill other people. Okay, really think about that horrific. If you're listening on the roar of Memphis, what's up to my man, Ditch? Okay, the horrific shooting, and I hate to dredge up the memory, but that maniac who was shooting people in the greater Memphis area was streaming it live on Facebook Live and Instagram. Okay, and we can give you 10 examples of people killing other people on Facebook Live and Instagram. Now, if the whole argument out of the White House is, well, if people see bad speech on Twitter, they're likely to go out and kill somebody. I got to be honest, watching people kill people, you know, that might be more provocative. I think he's got a point. But are they saying anything about Facebook Live? The answer would be no. Uh, Are they saying anything about TikTok? The answer would be no. You want to know why? Because Facebook, okay, which helped them censor the Hunter Biden laptop story, is is still occupied and run by the same people who helped them censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. Twitter has changed hands. And the reason they're all mad at Twitter is because not because they're worried about protecting you, but because they're really concerned about protecting them. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. When you're right. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Very much is a land of confusion. Especially in the White House right now. Biden's lost his marbles. The president is top of mind, as Corinne Jean-Pierre might say, because the White House waded into the Elon Musk free speech battle yesterday. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre responding to a petition from reporters to do more. Here it is, clip one. The researcher at Stanford who says that this is a critical moment, really, in terms of um, ensuring that Twitter does not become a vector for misinformation. I mean, are you concerned about that? This is something that we're certainly uh, keeping an eye on. And uh, look, um, we, you know, we have always been very clear 
um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility uh, to make sure that um, when it comes to misinformation, when we when we comes to the hate that we're seeing, uh, that they they take action, that they continue uh, to take action. Ooh, I mean, really did sound like oh, it's a it's a nice app you got here, Elon. It'd really be a shame if something was to happen to it. Very mafioso. I got to be honest. It was not lost on Gary, who was down in Clearwater Beach, Florida. Yo, Gary. Jimmy, how are you? My man. Did that sound a little bit like a shakedown by KJP? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the whole Democratic Party is a shakedown. I mean, they they are good at it. You know, I look at them and I say to myself, you know, they run themselves like a criminal organization from – you know, from enforcers to, uh, you know, what's crazy uh, to the, to the I, bride takers. I mean, they, yeah. they've got it all. Well, what's crazy about it is everybody who's yelling about, well, we got to make sure Twitter isn't spreading disinformation. Twitter was spreading misinformation. That's the point. You know, they were telling you the Hunter Biden thing was fake. They were telling you, you know, vaccinated people couldn't get COVID. They were telling you it didn't originate in the lab. Okay, they were the ones using Twitter to spread misinformation. That's where it really does get underhanded because they're essentially just accusing Elon Musk of what they were doing, which is a roundabout way of saying they're mad about losing the ability to do it. It's a really fascinating thing to watch. But if you have like an amateur psychology degree, this is a pretty easy thing to diagnose, no? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I look at all of this and I keep and I keep watching to see, you know, like the election. I kept w- waiting to see what was going to happen. And I realized the election in, in Pennsylvania especially mm-hmm. was already won before before Election Day. And Arizona, you know, that that nonsense mm-hmm. with with mm-hmm. uh, with. The problems yeah. with elections, with the, the boots and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all of a sudden the uh, you know the Democrat wins there, mm-hmm. and and uh, Kerry Lake, uh, yep. you know, uh, very very sketchy. I think the point I think the point you're making here is like it, it, you know, if the shoe were on the other foot, people would be losing their minds. Meaning, if a if a Democrat was winning when they went to bed on Tuesday night, but over the course of Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, votes kept on coming in until the Republican was winning, and oh by the way, the Republican was in charge of overseeing the vote count, which Katie Hobbs was, there'd be problems. There would be big questions being asked. And that's the part that I hope people listening understand is this is not an issue just for Republicans. This is an issue for every American, because if people don't trust the legitimacy of the vote count, if they don't trust the legitimacy of these censorship efforts, then we lose faith in all of our institutions. So, Gary, clone yourself uh, if you have time. I'm up against the commercial break. I appreciate the call. We will take more of them when we come back. But that's the point. I'm just trying to hold this country together. You got some big testicles to pull this off bro it's the morning show that uh overslept fox across america with jimmy Fallon. there it is we're back in action big tuesday episode of the show more Fallovision coming your way on the telly tonight i will be on with the ingram angrel laura laura ingram pride of the fleet the 10 p.m hour here on the fox news channel uh, we're going to get the band back together. The last time Ingram and I spoke, I was down at the Patriot Awards uh, trying to pull my life together. We had such a rowdy time at the Patriot Awards. My facial recognition software would not unlock when I looked at my phone the next morning. This could be a problem. <laughs> That's embarrassing. My iPhone was like, I don't know this guy. Who is this guy? 
which means I, you know, went to bed in totally different shape than I woke up in, you know? What the hell is wrong with you? I can't answer. But the point is, uh, I am here to humbly serve you on the airwaves. And as we discuss, no, not the need for an intervention for your favorite radio talk show host, but the need uh, for some type of pushback against the war on Elon Musk. Uh, I got to tell you, there's a new poll out today. In this hour, it's a hot one that shows 62 percent of likely voters, 62 percent approve of the GOP's plans to look into Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. Forty two percent say they strongly approve. Okay, understand this is significant. Why? Because Republicans just took back control of the House. And the first thing they did was vow to look into Hunter Biden. Oh, I'm in trouble. And the reason Joe Biden very well could be in trouble and this goes all the way back to all of this Twitter censorship that's going on with Elon Musk, is Joe Biden lied to the American people. I want you to understand, Joe Biden in the run-up to the the election said, I have never talked to my son about his business dealings. You're a liar. A mega liar. Because we not only have emails proving that they did, not only have voicemails proving that they did, not only have photos showing Biden with Hunter's business partners, but we have Hunter's own living, breathing business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, who has come forward to say, yes, Joe Biden was getting a 10 percent kickback on every one of these transactions. Oh, wow. Yo, this matters. I'm not telling you. The guy's going to jail. I don't have that proof. The only proof I have is the Obama Treasury Department filed over 150 suspicious activity reports as it pertains to Hunter Biden's business dealings, which means there was a lot going on. And a lot of people in the government knew there was a lot going on. And you understand it is absolutely worth looking into because they don't lie, okay, about stuff like that unless they have a reason. Bingo. Meaning you don't try to suppress a story like this and make it go away if it's garbage. It's just inconvenient. It's garbage. We can debunk it. We can move on with our lives. But when a closer examination of the story reveals damaging information to you personally, you better believe you're going to do everything you can to make it go away. He knows what he's talking about. So you understand the public has swung on this. And one of the reasons they've started to swing on this is because they're now allowed to openly discuss this. This is the threat that is posed by a guy like Elon Musk. For the last few years, Democrats had it really easy, man. They basically had the refs in their pockets. Oh, a story came out for us. It wasn't good. All right, don't worry. We'll make the media not cover it. And that's what they do. In the case of the Hunter Biden, it was like, no, no, no. Not only are we not going to cover it, but you're not allowed to cover it. Forget, forget America, First Amendment. Shut your face, you First Amendment. This is election interference is what they said. But understand, okay, if the government colluded with big tech to censor a story that was potentially damaging to a candidate, they interfered in an election. I admire your honesty. Okay, it is the very thing they've been warning us about. Democracy's on the ballot. We've got to protect democracy. Okay, well then can we look into these messages to make sure Democrats weren't interfering interfering with our election? Hell no! Come on, that's going to lead to a spike in hate. What are you, crazy? Democrats are so full of crap. Alex knows it. He's out in Brooklyn. Yo, Alex! What's going on, man? Hey, 
Hey, Jimmy, thanks for taking the call. By the way, you mentioned um, that you had trouble getting into your phone with facial recognition. You got me thinking about this comedian that got his face burned. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know exactly his name. Oh, Jay Leno? Yeah, Jay Leno. Now, imagine if he had a facial recognition thing on his phone to get into it. Well, this is a thing. I feel bad for him because because then he couldn't even get into his phone to get away from the misery and distract himself from the misery that he was in from getting his (laughs) <laughs> well, Please I think burn. Jay Leno, who is a f- phenomenal comedian, wouldn't mind me saying this. Uh, he yep. wouldn't have an issue opening his phone because his chin is the size of Jupiter. And as long as he still had his chin attached to his face, they'd be like, yeah, that's our guy. But I see, <laughs> I see where okay. you're going. I see where you're going. I wanted to say about yeah, the White House going after Elon Musk and the Democrats. I think the only way that they can actually go after Elon Musk and Twitter now is if they investigate what Twitter was up to over the past couple of years because it was a very corrupt and biased uh, company. And so if they want to go after Elon Musk, they'll have to look at what Dorsey and the employees that Elon Musk fired did. And then they'll say, well, it's still Twitter. So we're going to punish Twitter for what happened over the past two years. And I, and that would include um, the Hunter Biden situation where it was censored and, mm-hmm. you know, throwing t- President Trump off their platform. Yep. And uh, some other stuff as well that we we probably don't know of. But if you invest, if you investigate into what they were up to over the past couple of years, I think there'll be a lot to find. Yeah, well, that's the interesting part is what he's what he claims he's going to disclose are the actual back channel emails amongst Twitter officials weighing in on the decision to suppress this story and expose who they were talking to with the government, just the same as, you know, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg is on record as saying the FBI gave him a heads up that it was fake. So it really would be election interference. And that's part of the reason they're so hell-bent on shutting him down is because everybody else out there plays ball with the government, okay? Elon Musk is the first guy who has the nuts to recognize the damage being done by all of these big tech operations that just play ball, go along to get along with D.C. and do what D.C. wants, because a lot of what D.C. wants in the past two years really has been damaging the people. I mean, when you talk about COVID alone, like they really did screw up kids. I mean, when you're looking at a spike in suicides amongst teenagers of 300 percent, you know, anybody on the side of the decisions that led to that, knowing what they did about the virus and whether or not kids were vulnerable to it, harms society. So in him trying to protect free speech, that's what's so dangerous to them, is if we can speak freely, we can stop them from these things they're doing to us in terms of trampling freedoms. But if you're not even allowed to question a decision, then there's really not going to be a lot of dissent out there. And China is the best example right now of why it's so dangerous to lose your speech rights. I mean, they're basically forcing to riot against a government that will probably imprison a lot of them for life. And in some instances, it's impossible to organize. Yes. a solid protest against the government yeah. in China because you don't have access to anybody there. You can't, you know, you can't reach a fan base out there because they'll shut you down immediately on social media. Yep. So you, that's the big problem. Absolutely. Right. No, it's the scam. Man. And, and, and the thing is, too, you think what Apple's doing, right? So Apple says, you know, we're not advertising on Twitter and we might potentially pull it off the app store because it's so dangerous. At the same time, they're now in the new update on the iPhone denying the people of China the ability to continuously right. airdrop, which is how they organize, you know, protests against the government that censors their online communications. So Twitter, you know, is actually at this point. 
the only thing standing between us and like total government control of speech. And, and I think I look yeah. at it kind of also like the Second Amendment. Where yep. The reason why we're allowed to have weapons is because we're supposed to be able to, if the government becomes mm-hmm. a dictatorship, we're supposed to be able to have an uprising yes. against the government. So if you take away our free speech and you take away our social media platforms, which are now, I think, probably the most effective way to organize and fight the government and expose them for what they are, then we're not that far away from the situation that China is in right now. Spot on. China, the Chinese people would have had a social media platforms where they could really share their feelings and they could get together, mm-hmm. you know, in, in bunches of people, then the Chinese wouldn't be so powerful and they wouldn't be able to fight off these protests as well as they're going to be able to right now. No, it's, it's a great point. And every time they try to take away gun rights, Joe Biden makes that dopey analogy about deer wearing Kevlar vests. Oh, you don't need a rifle for deer and Kevlar vests. The Second Amendment is there, as you said, to protect us against a tyrannical government. Right. And whenever they go a step further and they say, well, good luck. The government has tanks and planes. You're not actually going to, like, take the government in a fight. That's not the point. Heaven forbid you find yourself in that situation we're just trying to fight our way to a standstill so it's just physically impossible right. to take away our rights i mean and again by the way legally yeah. legally yeah. you're allowed you're allowed to own a tank and yeah. there are a couple of people that do own tanks so <laughs> you know if you have the money and yeah. you have an interest in that then go out and get it wow i might finally be able to get my parking spot here on sixth avenue if i had a tank to push a few people out of the way all right alex you gave me a new <laughs> pursuit thanks for that brother good uh, call thank you. see you man there goes the great alex But, yeah, there's a lot of conflation right now, conflation. They're trying to spin one thing as another, oversimplify the debate, and use that as a justification for taking away your rights. What does Biden say all the time? Oh, the Second Amendment, assault weapons, deer aren't wearing Kevlar. Biden sucks. He really does because the Second Amendment isn't about hunting. It's about protecting against a tyrannical government. Now, I'm not, like, calling you to arms. Come on, man. I'm lazy. I ain't fighting a revolution unless somebody makes an app on my phone. But the point being is the fact that you have a Second Amendment is why you still have a First Amendment. That's true. That is true. Because they can't just march right in and impose anything they want on you. Understand what's going on in China would be happening here if they didn't have the outside chance of civilian revolt. That's just a fact. And let's not pretend that they weren't overzealously locking us down in the spring of 2020. Dude, they were padlocking playgrounds so kids wouldn't play on them. Everybody has seen the viral video of the kayaker off the coast who actually has somebody row out to him in a boat and arrest the guy for being in the ocean because the beach is closed. What are we worried about, unvaccinated fish? But that was going on. They did take away your freedoms. They did tell you, oh, you got a loved one dying in a hospital? Sorry, you can't be there. Oh, you got a loved one died? Sorry. Virtual funeral. No, no, we'll have a, you know, million people in the streets for George Floyd. No big deal. Okay. You know, Democratic congressman dies, which, by the way, is a late great congressman. So I denied, you know, the late great John Lewis, none of the accolades. But the idea that he can have two massive public funerals with 5,000 people indoors at each of them. But then we can turn around and tell regular Americans that they can't be out there with their loved ones dying. That's not right. And it pissed a lot of people off. But you understand they were willing to take it that far. They were willing to lock down your kids. They were willing to fuel spikes in depression and anxiety and substance abuse and domestic abuse and alcoholism. 
Okay, that was as far as they could take it, forcing businesses to shut down, telling people they couldn't go shopping if they weren't vaccinated, telling people their kids couldn't go to school if they weren't vaccinated. And the whole time this was going on, we now come to find out from the head of Pfizer is that the people manufacturing that vaccine never even tested it to see if it stopped transmission. Think about that. It's a vaccine. The whole point of a vaccine is it stops you from getting the virus. You know, when people yell and scream like, oh, we mandate polio. Yeah, because we tested it for about 10 years. And oh, by the way, you have never opened the newspaper and read about 10 million breakthrough polio cases. You've also never read the newspaper and found out 58 percent of the people who died from polio had the polio vaccine. Okay, so when people make that conflation, when they try to take away your speech rights in the name of protecting you, they're not protecting you. They're protecting the political power they want and they pursue. It's a really disgusting time to be. And you've got to understand the significance of this because this matters. This matters. Okay, yes, the First Amendment is basically there to protect you from the government arresting you for something Uh, That comes out of your mouth. Okay, so by definition, you getting kicked off Twitter is not necessarily a violation of your First Amendment rights because Twitter is a private company and it can do what it wants. And again, that was the justification every single liberal gave you when they deplatformed Donald Trump. They're like, oh, they're shut up. They're a private company. They can do whatever they want. Shut your mouth, Republicans. Well, guess what? That private company has changed hands, and now they're getting ready to do whatever the hell they want. (laughs) You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You're porting the storm in the political stampede of stupidity that has infiltrated our discourse in this nation. George Clooney, halfway decent actor, uh, was somewhere doing a press event yesterday. Uh, and he was asked about, you know, hey, should we be forcing people to be vaccinated on movie sets? George Clooney uh, giving a response. You know, think about actors. Is. They're living a really good life. You make $35 million a picture, you know, to pretend you're like an astronaut. <laughs> when you're not filming, you're sitting around in a trailer shacking up with starlets. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But the point is, okay, every once in a while, it's, it's not enough for them to be rich beyond all believable bounds. It's not enough for them to have hit the genetic lottery and blessed them with a spectacular level of good looks. You understand, people go to the movies— Because they want to look at good-looking people. They don't care what they have to say. That's not the point. They're actors, okay? We go to the movies, and you really think about Hollywood and what a good thing they waste, okay? Guys like, you know, a good example would be Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey is so good-looking. Car manufacturers will pay him to just talk to them himself in a commercial. They don't even need a script. You don't even need to sell the car. Just drive around talking to yourself. It'll be great. Women will love it. They'll make their husband buy a car. And that happens. Okay, you think about it. A guy like George Clooney, so good-looking, will pay $22 a popcorn to watch him recite words that were written by an ugly person. That's how Hollywood works. But here is Clooney trying to remind you that it's not a lot of college needed, not a lot of education needed if you want to get into acting. Here it is, clip 19. As a filmmaker, do you support mandatory vaccines on film sets? I support mandatory vaccines, period. 
I think every company should do it. I, you know, listen, I don't care. It, to me, it's really simple. We can look out for one another and take care of one another, or we can not. It's that simple. You know, and all the people who want to talk about their independence and their freedom, you're free to think until you fall down the stairs, but you're not free to drive. The minute your freedom infringes on everyone else's, so I believe very much that, as we did with polio, as we do with measles and mumps and everything else when a kid must go to school. And we'll get there. It'll take some time. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Fair question to ask him. So the audio there's a little choppy because he's at a party. But his direct quote, to me, it's really simple. We can look out for one another and take care of one another, or we cannot. That's it. Okay, that's the claim. We look out for one another, or we can't look out for one another. Here's a newsflash, and this is worth repeating, okay? If you think the vaccine works, then you shouldn't care whether the guy next to you has one. <laughs> Bottom line. Okay, you don't ever call up your neighbor. And go, hey, I just bought this, you know, triple fat goose jacket because winter's here. But could you go ahead and put on a jacket, too, so I don't get frostbite? Hey, uh, guy down the hall in apartment 5D. Yeah, me and Jenny, she's feeling a little frisky tonight. Could you guys put on a condom down your end of the hall? Could you just, just you know, because we're going to. What the hell did you just say? It's the same logic. If you think the vaccine works, then shut the f- about whether or not I'm vaccinated. Same goes for masks. But since George Clooney brought up the whole, well, like polio, like the measles, like the mumps, you know what those vaccines have in common? Are you ready for it? They work. You are correct, sir. Okay, nothing against this vaccine, but it ain't stopping transmission is the point. Put it on, wear it, take it, I don't care. Just stop lying to me and act like you know before you open your mouth. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We're getting ready for a big one. Uh, It's a big hour. Ashley Moody is the attorney general of the great state of Florida. She is part of a coalition of attorneys general suing the Biden administration to get them to enforce not only some border policies, but some deportation policies as well. We've got 11 million people in this country illegally, and... Attorney General Moody is one of those AGs who's seeing her state and resources overwhelmed and depleted and has basically decided, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. But it's very curious uh, because it does come at a time when for the first time in two years, Joe Biden was sworn in on January the 20th. 2021. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did, and we're about to hit the two-year mark uh, in a little bit over a month and a half. Uh, For the first time in two years, CNN acknowledging that there's a crisis at the southern border. CNN is the worst. Well, listen, before you just, you know, give them the medal, there was some competition from Morning Joe. Remember Joe Scarborough over on MSNBC? He also acknowledged yesterday that there was, in fact, a border crisis. The reason this is significant, I want you to understand it, is because the border has broken records for illegal border crossings every month of the Biden presidency. If you remember, when Biden got into office, the numbers spiked immediately because what did he do? He immediately announced there would be no border wall construction and that they were not going to enforce the Remain in Mexico policy. That's stupid! 
Use your common sense. And why is it stupid? Because it sent a message to people who want to come into this country illegally that it would be a lot easier to do so. He essentially turned our country into the college bar that no longer checks ID. Once kids who shouldn't be in a bar find out there's a bar that'll let them in anyway, they all start showing up to that bar. Okay, take it from a guy who's shown up to a few bars. Fat, drunk and stupid is no way to go through life. Whatever. It's been a fantastic way to go through life. Look at me. I'm all over the television. I'll be on Laura Ingram tonight. You'll see me with Jesse Waters tomorrow. I'm on Outnumbered Thursday. I'm on with Hannity Friday. I'm doing all right, man. And I'm fat, drunk, and stupid every day we do this. Uh, Maybe not on the air. I hold myself to some semblance of professionalism. But the point is I'm a pretty flawed guy. And to quote the great Abraham Lincoln, you know, he without vice is often without virtue. So if you're one of these people out there that says you don't do anything, you're probably more flawed than me. But let's move on. Okay, understand that when it comes to this border, we have sent a signal to the people who are looking to violate our border security, meaning drug cartels, meaning human traffickers, meaning people just sneaking into this country illegally, a lot of whom are violent criminals. We've had 67 members of the terror watch list apprehended at our southern border. Those are the ones we know about. Okay, understand there could be hundreds of thousands we don't know about. That can't be good. Okay, right now, when it comes to border apprehensions, okay, we have broken 2 million people this year. Okay, 2 million people that were encountered by border agents and immediately led into the country. That was the message we sent. Said, hey, if you get apprehended at the southern border, we've repealed the remain in Mexico policy. You're no longer going to sit in Mexico till your asylum case is either granted or denied. You're just going to come into America. And, of course, 90 percent of the people who have an asylum hearing don't actually even bother attending it. Why would they? They're already in the country. They got what they want. We're not deporting people. So why go to a case that's going to make you that much more likely to get deported? The answer is they don't. And that's why we're in a position where attorney generals around the country are now going to the Supreme Court in this case is how far up the case has traveled uh, to try and get. Some type of, I don't know, maybe direction on whether or not we're going to enforce our immigration laws. And understand this, because I've been covering this story, it seems like forever on the show, because we've had Biden in office for what seems like forever, being completely derelict in their duty to our southern border. You know, I've made every one of these points so many times, everybody listening can make them themselves. It's like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We can all sing along. Let's do the border. You know, that whole thing. Okay, the border is the front door of the house. You have to lock your front door because you want to know who's coming in. You don't lock your front door because you're a racist. You lock your front door because you're not an idiot. Okay, there's all kinds of wild people out there. And I'm not saying these folks coming up from South America are a bunch of wild, bad people. Okay, most of them are fleeing real oppression, not the pretend American oppression. They're fleeing food insecurity. They're fleeing cartel violence. They're fleeing corrupt politicians. And yes, a lot of them wind up in Democratic-run cities where they're faced with food insecurity, cartel violence, and corrupt politicians. (laughs) But the point being is these people are coming here to make a better life for themselves. That is not lost on me. I have real empathy for them. My only wish was they could do this in a legal fashion that would get them to buy into the system and contribute to it. Okay, as opposed to just counting on a further expansion of our government 
because every time we let in another 2 million people, your tax bill goes back up. Thanks, big government weenuses. How do you think this stuff is getting paid for? you got to look at your country like you're, it's a family. You have X amount of income and Y amount of bills. Okay, we make this much money. We owe that much money. We have what we want to do. We have what we have to do. You understand? That's how it works. What do we want to do, kids? Oh, we want to go to Disney World every month. But to pay for it, uh, yeah, dad's going to have to turn some tricks behind Space Mountain. Okay, that's where we are as a country. Yeah, we, you know, hey, give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Of course we want immigration. We're a country built on immigration. No one is saying you can't come. The only thing anybody's saying on the right is, hey, come legally. Okay, the debate we have right now in Washington that has made its way all the way up to the Supreme Court is whether people who come here illegally and break our laws should be allowed to remain in the country. Okay, and the Democrats want you to believe if you enforce the rule of law, you're somehow a racist, which is psychotic and stupid, but it's been politically effective for them over the years. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Okay, so understand, the Biden administration right now, they want to set new guidelines for whom, like ICE, for whom immigration authorities can, in fact, target for arrest and deportation. Okay, Ashley Moody, who's going to be joining us in this hour, she's the attorney general from Florida. Okay, she is leading a group of Republican attorney generals who are suing, okay, and mandating, or at least attempting to mandate anyway, that we continue to enforce what the guidelines were when Biden got into office, which was anybody living in the U.S. without legal authorization shouldn't be here. Okay, when Biden took office, he sent a different message. He said, no, 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 no. We are now the college bar that doesn't check ID. Everybody can come on down. If it's illegal, no big deal. If you get smuggled in by a cartel, no big deal. I mean, don't get me wrong. If, you know, Ron DeSantis puts you on a bus and sends you up to to Martha's Vineyard, that's a humanitarian crisis. But if, you know, 72 people suffocate in a tractor trailer... Oh, well, what do you want from me? Okay, 11,000 people are living under a bridge. That's a, no big deal. It's not a humanitarian crisis, but the air-conditioned busing, that's the thing we've got to look out for. What a loser. That's what they do. But it's significant because as this battle has waged its way all the way up to the Supreme Court, we do now have, at the very least, some acknowledgement from left-wing media outlets that it is a crisis. Now, this is significant, as I said at the tippy-top of the hour. Because for the first time ever, you're starting to see people politically distance themselves from Biden. Okay, Biden is in a really bad spot. He's polling in the high 30s. 80% of the country, 78% thinks we're headed in the wrong direction. There is no chance of him running and getting a nomination in 2024. I know he can say that, and everyone's trying to be polite about saying that. Okay, but at this point, Joe Biden's presidency. Okay, it's like, you know. Have you ever seen a little kid bat in his dad's company softball game? They're like, all right, we're going to let Timmy bat. But, you know, between all of us, this out doesn't count one way or the other. Like If he gets on, good for you, Timmy, blah, blah, blah. But we're not going to end the inning if Timmy strikes out. He's a little guy, okay? That's Biden. They've infantilized him at this point. He is not in charge. Knowing that to be the case, knowing the media wants to buy back some store credit, they blew a lot to get him elected. 
they don't need him again in 2024, they're starting to distance themselves. That's why they're calling out the Hunter Biden laptop story is true. Again, remember this. Every single outlet that told you the Hunter Biden laptop is true. New York Times, CBS, a good example of that, NPR. They all also went to great lengths to tell you it wasn't true before the election. Okay, they're doing so now to distance themselves from what they know is a coming storm for Biden because the Republicans do control the House and they are going to be able to convincingly depict to the public the reality that not only was this Hunter Biden laptop real, but that the people who colluded to suppress the story shaped the outcome of the election. They interfered with our election. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. That doesn't mean Hunter Biden's going to jail. That doesn't mean Joe Biden's going to jail. But it means at the very least, this election was interfered with. Okay, when it comes to the border crisis, understand the reason they want to start acknowledging this crisis is because there was a level of awareness raised by governors like Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis to the fact that we have completely overwhelmed our border towns in Texas, strained their resources, put them in a position where they are dealing with a very real humanitarian crisis. Here is Jake Tapper on CNN for the first time ever acknowledging there's a crisis. Clip eight. Just on the matter of the border crisis, and it is a crisis at the border without question, Mm -hmm. isn't the larger solution, and I know this is not... Your issue is oversight chairman, but but as a member of Congress, it's your issue. Isn't the larger solution to security issues at the border a comprehensive bill that updates the laws, beefs up security, and also is able to get 60 votes in the Senate and President Biden's signature, meaning some sort of compromise that includes includes tougher at the border measures that you want, but but a, a willingness to sit down with Democrats? Is that not the ultimate way to solve this problem? Well, it, it, it is. I mean, at the end of the day, even though we have a Republican majority in the House, it's still going to take 60 votes to pass a bill through the Senate. So that's Jake Tapper saying that CNN cares about the border crisis. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. And the reason people aren't buying it is if you listen to that that clip in full, you listen to James Comer, head of the going to be the GOP House Oversight Committee, guy who was on our show last week. And what is Tapper trying to make? A larger point. Well, isn't this a Republican's fault? You should be working with Democrats. Yeah, great. Hooray. But in the short term, we had policies in place that cut illegal border crossings by 80 percent, that sent a message to drug cartels that you weren't going to be able to effectively traffic people into the country. Ergo, it de-incentivized people subjecting themselves and their families to these perilous journeys that have gotten them killed. How many people need to drown in the Rio Grande? How many migrants need to suffocate? inside of a tractor trailer before you go out and send a message to the cartels, to the people being smuggled by them, that if you get caught at the border, you're not coming in. That protects them. That's not racist. That's looking out for them. That's not indifferent. That's not callous. Letting them drown in a river is callous. Letting them suffocate a tractor trailer is callous. When you hear that over 40% of the women who cross this border illegally get sexually assaulted, yo, you're not looking out for women by telling them to come here illegally. You'd be looking out for women by telling them that they should stay home. I agree with that. Here's Joe Scarborough yesterday, also trying to buy himself some distance, finally admitting the southern border's a mess. Clip nine. The legal immigration of the southern border is it's crazy right now. If you go to the southern border, there is such a humanitarian crisis down there. The numbers are just unbelievable. And yet a Democrat wins the Senate race. A Democrat wins uh, uh, the governor's race. Think about that. Okay, Democrat did win. Okay, when we're talking about, you know, the reality that voters were indifferent to it, 
It's because a lot of voters don't understand that what happens at the border doesn't stay at the border. It's not Vegas. You know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Woo! That's not the border. Okay, the fentanyl that comes across the border doesn't go, all right, we made it. Everybody open up a lounge chair. We're going to hang out down here on the other side of the border. No, it wounds up in all 50 states. Yo, fentanyl is the leading cause of adult death in America right now. It's not COVID, okay? It's not saying something bad about the Clintons. That's number two. I'm being silly. But it's fentanyl, okay? We have sent a message to the world that we're not enforcing our border security. So much so that the attorney generals of multiple states are now suing the Biden administration to get their head out of their ass. okay? because they have to because it's getting people killed and they don't really need to do anything other than leave the policies they inherited in place. so good it's hard to describe it's not a matter of it's a matter of you just oh in the club i mean um as as, and uh, you know it's fox across america with jimmy Fallon. you know so uh it is fox across america with jimmy Fallon. man you gotta be thankful you live in this country i say that every day you know we're coming alive from the greatest country in the world i say it because it's true But on days like today, you have real perspective. Okay, obviously we've got these wild protests over in China. We're going to be talking about them with Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn in the next hour. But even as the World Cup, you know, with the World Cup's getting ready, uh, 2 p.m. today, the United States will square off against Iran. Okay, you've got, you know, real perspective there if you're looking for it. You know, American athletes protest the national anthem. They get a sneaker deal. Over in Iran, these guys protested their national anthem. A lot of them might get a prison sentence. Okay, they had to meet with the Revolutionary Guard after the last game because they didn't sing the national anthem. Their families are getting death threats. That's going on over in Iran. Like, they're facing real oppression. You know, you talk about tailgating at a soccer game, okay? Yeah, if the guys show up to the soccer game and open a couple of beers, they get drunk, okay? The women aren't even allowed to go. They're not even allowed to show up in some instances. Not even allowed to attend the games. Not even allowed to show their faces in public. But we're over here in America, Pretending women are oppressed because they can't abort a kid an hour before it's born. I mean, that's the ridiculousness of our times is people have no perspective. The reason this border is as out of control as it is is, one, of course, the people in power are completely derelict in their duty to protect us. But number two, it's because people want to be here. This is the, the shining city on a hill. And, yes, we definitely look like a fixer-upper right now. I'm not going to lie. America's not playing championship ball. But we're still the country at the moment that has more rights than anybody else out there. We still do, on a very limited basis, have something called freedom. Okay, you don't have, you know, bodily autonomy. Like when they yell Democrats, my body, my choice. 
which is such like a false premise because it's not your body. It's the body inside your body that's growing that you're fighting for the right to kill. It's their body, my choice. You know, when it comes to a vaccine, if you don't want a vaccine, we have no studies giving us the long-term side effects. We have no studies based on how it affects reproductive health. We have no studies based on the long-term effects it has on children. But every single person on the left is like, oh, if you don't get vaccinated, you should be fired. You're going to get people killed. What they're always saying is your body, my choice, is what they're really saying. And it's disgusting. But, you know, thankfully here in America, at the moment, you still have the right to push back against stuff like this and call BS where you see it, which is exactly what we're going to do next with Florida attorney Ashley Moody, who is throwing the challenge flag at the Biden administration over border enforcement. It's America's life coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. Fired up over here on Fox Across America. Big Tuesday episode of the show. I told you we were kind of stacking the deck. They were really concerned coming back from Thanksgiving break that the champ was going to be pretty banged up. And they're like, how are we going to get Jimmy through this show credibly, make him look like a true nationally syndicated talk show host? Well, they went and they hired a couple of ringers. I don't want to say hired, but they certainly recruited. They certainly booked uh, above and beyond this week. I mean, when you talk about the producer of this show just flexing muscle and showing off, uh, no better example of that than this next guest, the superstar attorney general of the great state of Florida, Ashley Moody, back on the show. Hey, girl. Hello. Great to be with you again. Oh, it's a big deal. Um, I, I got to ask, because uh, we have so much grown-up stuff to get into. Um, but did, when they booked you for this week's show, did they were they honest? Were they like, look, Moody, you're a popular guest. We know Jimmy's going to be banged up after Thanksgiving. Can you carry the show on Tuesday? Was that said to you? you? You know, when we have really important issues going on in our office, mm-hmm. we are so excited to get people to understand the gravity. You know, we sometimes think they're these intense legal issues, but they're so important. And when folks understand what issues are at stake, I am more than happy to talk to the American people, make sure they understand what's happening and understand some of these, you know, court cases really can affect the future of this country. And so I'm I'm happy to be here. All right. Well, good. No, that's good to know. But just to make make it clear, then you're not actually here to help me. You're just helping the country. I thought we had something, Moody. I I thought we had something. Hey, I think Jimmy, I think the two of us together are helping the country. Boom. I'm glad to help you do that. Take that. It's like pro wrestling. We're the tag team <laughs> champions. I'll take it. Um, really quick, before we get into the grown-up stuff then, did uh, did the Moody's have a good Thanksgiving? Absolutely. You okay. know, there's so much to be grateful for. Uh, I have such an amazing family. As you know, I'm the wife of a law enforcement officer. The yes, oldest boy is in the Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Everyone was together. It was a special, special holiday. We'll take it. No, that's that's good. And, I, and I'm happy to hear some one family held themselves together. Because my family, I come from one of those families, they can only express affection through massive portions of food. So it's not even conversation. It's just like a hazing ritual. Like my mom just shows up and just starts throwing turkey at people. It's it's almost violent. Uh, so we gained a little weight, but we are back and we are just as thankful as the Moody's, not that we're competing. But let me ask you this, okay, <laughs> because I did see you were, you know, pretty active the last couple of days. You were part of a coalition of attorney generals that are, you know, a part of this case that's made it all the way to the Supreme Court over how we're going to enforce border policy and specifically the act of deporting people. The Biden stance seems to be just let them all in. But I don't know that that's tenable or feasible. 
Well, in this specific case, mm-hmm. now, of course, you know, mm-hmm. Florida has been leading in multiple suits on multiple issues. In fact, we're going to trial in January uh, on catch and release. Mm-hmm. And we're the state that's doing that. We're working very hard. But this issue was the first case that Florida filed on when Biden took office because it was just such a sh- – it was like a cold bucket of water being thrown in our faces, in the face of law enforcement, really. Mm-hmm. The federal law requires – it says shall. When people are here and they've committed crimes and they're here illegally, it seems to obvious – this was even enforced under President Obama mm-hmm. – that the federal government and that the president and the secretary of Homeland would do their jobs and deport or take into custody these people that are committing crimes here illegally. Mm-hmm. And they started uh, canceling detainers and enacted a policy that went against the federal law that required them to detain and deport these people. So it's exactly what you're seeing in these large cities around the nation that are breaking down. Law, law and order is breaking down. You get an executive official in office. In this case, we're talking about the president and Mayorkas and and the Department of Homeland Security, but it's the same in these other cities. You get one of these radical prosecutors that's charged with enforcing the law, and they just say, you know, we're going to go around that whole separation of powers thing. We don't really care what the lawmakers put in the law. We're going to do what we want. We're going to tell you what the policy is going to be, and the way we're going to do that is we're just not going to enforce the law. Which is so crazy. Which goes beyond general prosecutorial discretion. So this is a big, big issue. We filed suit immediately, which is why we were proud to make arguments uh, in this case before the Supreme Court coming out of Texas. And it's it's a, it's going to be a big one. It's very important. No, uh, for sure. Uh, we've been covering it all day. Florida Attorney Ashley Moody, is Attorney General Ashley Moody, on the line, um, classing up the program for a little bit. There's a point you made that I want to kind of come back to for a second is that Under Barack Obama, you know, he was kind of he had the moniker of being the deporter in chief because he did recognize the need to get people who were in this country illegally, especially people who were prone to violence out of the country. But what happened is somewhere along the line, people started, I think, for political gain anyway, to depict border enforcement as some type of, you know, racism or some type of bias. When in truth, the border and I think, you know, this better than anybody. It's just the front door of the house. And we always try to keep tabs on the front door, you know, not because of reasons of bias, because of reasons of safety. I mean, isn't that the overall thing being lost by the Biden administration? And it what has happened, and if, if you go to the 35,000 foot level and take it mm-hmm. from the border into our larger cities, what has happened is you get these people charged with enforcing the law that have a different agenda than putting people's safety first. Mm-hmm. And they start chipping away at the strength of the criminal, I say, the criminal justice house. It's Mm -hmm. like termites. They get in there, and under this guise that they're, you know, doing their jobs and they're doing these great things, they start chipping away and breaking it down. Mm -hmm. So what's happened since Biden took office is he's had the same approach that all these crazy, radical executives in in office around the, the nation have had, We're going to stop following the laws that have been given to us. We're not going to enforce them. We're going to do what we want to do. And they've been, in Biden's case, they've stopped deporting these those here illegally that are committing crimes. They've started building programs that make it easier for them to violate the law and ship people all over the the nation. They've stopped detaining people that are inadmissible illegal aliens. And, And yes, you're correct. It's a direct assault 
on the security and safety of this country. We know just in the last year, we've seen five times the amount of people detained that are on the terrorist watch list. And those are just the ones we got our hands on, not the ones that have, have come in that we couldn't because we know that those that we intercept are just a small fraction. So you're right. It has always been and is about safety. I'm not even getting in yet mm-hmm. until into all the trafficking yeah. increases that we have seen. You know, I'm just talking about those on the terrorist watch list, but you start talking about fentanyl, human trafficking, all of the other ways that we are jeopardizing the safety of this nation. You can see how it's been broken down. And let me just tell you, mm-hmm. we had another court recently say that Title 42, the mechanism that has been in place to help us expel those that are coming in our country and for title 42, a judge just said that's got, that's got to be rescinded. Biden said he's not going to appeal it. So that's going to go into effect on December the 21st. And when that happens, the, 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 the termite approach, mm-hmm. the systematically breaking down of our public safety immigration system by this president is going to come in full focus because when that safety net, that title 42 goes away on December 21st, mm-hmm. all of that, All of that breakdown in structure is going to come to light, and our system, our border, our security is going to be tested like never before. It's it's so crazy to think that we're even having this conversation because if they just left what they inherited in place, we wouldn't be here. And again, it's like, you know, the border, it it bothers me because people frame it as a political issue, but it's actually just a humanitarian issue. When you deal in all the things you've referenced here, like fentanyl and trafficking and, you know, terror watch list and everything in between, we're really just talking about safety. You know, we're really talking about the security of the country. It is not a political. Yes, you nailed it, Jimmy. It is not a political issue if presidents on both sides of the aisle historically have at a minimum understood the shall language. We must follow federal law. We must, um, you know, deport those here illegally committing crimes. I mean, that seems to be at least a bare minimum standard that everybody could get on board with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the, that's what I'm talking about. They have systematically stopped doing that, and they've done it incrementally. And while they will claim nothing's happening, people aren't flooding into this country, the border's under control, we inherited a broken system. That was my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, that's my when favorite. When <laughs> on month one, they started issuing executive orders, canceling programs that were in place to protect us. Yep. Um, that is all going to, I mean, it's yeah. already come to light what they've been doing with the millions and millions and millions of people coming here. Mm-hmm. And crazy. those that we haven't been able to intercept that, that we know um, – have increased the fentanyl flow and other crimes. Mm-hmm. But when Title 42 gets rescinded, it's a mess. They, they are already making preparations. Their leaders that we have deposed under oath have said, we our plan was we really didn't have a plan. It was to basically open up the border and let them overrun us if this happened. It's it's so, so crazy. It's, they've, they've turned America. I said this earlier. It's like the college bar that's not checking ID. Once the word gets out that everyone can get in, they show up. That's how it works. I don't need you to comment on my college drinking. You've done enough on this show today. You've staved enough <laughs> interventions for me over the years. Just just know that <laughs> we appreciate your words and your efforts on this issue. And I'd like to get off the phone now while you're still willing to come back on. (laughs) I'll be back on, my friend. There it is. We did it. We won. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, you're the best. Have a great day. Uh, There she goes. We are back with retired NYPD Inspector Paul Morrow, who gives us an update 
on the heinous killing of four people out in Idaho. Gosh, it's such a messy day in talk radio. We'll clean it up after this. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And I tell you, if you watch a lot of Fox News, you can always tell how you know established and comfortable people are getting on the air based on how they dress. This next guest was on America's Newsroom yesterday. Man was wearing a gorgeous, I believe, a houndstooth sport coat and a turtleneck. What the hell did you just say? I, I'm not even kidding. I, he'll explain the method behind the madness, the styling and profiling. Retired NYPD inspector Paul Morrow gracing the little people with his appearance yet again. Hey, man. How are you, James? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm living good. I don't know that I'm living turtleneck good. Well, you know, it's it's a... It's an elite demographic. I have to say, there's only certain. You have to be of a certain sort to Yo. manage to pull that off. You'll get there. You'll get there. We'll <laughs> the zero to turtleneck is astonishing on this one. I've never seen it. I mean, it's very it's fascinating. Uh, you but know, you're I, easily pleased. I have to say, <laughs> I don't want to, but I don't want to detract from the fine work you did. I watched your hit yesterday with Dana, so it's my understanding you were out in Idaho with Lawrence Jones. Uh, I know Lawrence well. I do his show a lot. I know he's riding high right now as Dallas Cowboys had a big weekend. But when you were in uh, Idaho. Um, what did we learn? Anything new? Are there any updates there? So we did actually. Um, you know, Lawrence, and all credit to him, man. I mean, uh, he he did a very very um, incisive interview with the PD out there. He got their press officer to come across with some interesting stuff and some confirmatory stuff. And then he had that great interview with Kaylee's father, Steve Gonsalves, in which in, in during that he elicited some important information. So what's new? For instance, okay, he did confirm that they did a grid search after the event, and furthermore, they deployed a tracking dog to try to find the knife in the area. And I can tell you, we walked that area. We looked for cameras, et cetera. We walked the area from the the, um, fraternity house where Ethan and Zana had been to the murder site, and it's only about a two-minute walk. There are no cameras. It's not actually that wooded, but there's a lot of undergrowth. And it's quite conceivable because it's so dense that the knife is actually still someplace in there um, if, in fact, the guy discarded it as he left. So they did deploy a dog. Um, All the DNA is not back, but it's coming back. Idaho State PD is actually processing the DNA. They got into Kaylee's phone, which is quite significant, I can tell you. Having run a lot of investigations, um, it became very difficult a number of years ago to actually uh, jailbreak a phone, as they call it, get into a phone with a search warrant. And um, these phones are now password protected, encrypted. Um, Mr. Gonsalves conveyed that the family shared passwords. And as a result, they were able to get into Kaylee's phone, which should help them track. It. Well, first of all, I think that's how they've likely washed out the idea that there was a stalker. Mm-hmm. because there would be some evidence of that on the phone. Yeah. Um, they have a big gap Saturday day as to where Kaylee and Madison uh, had been all day. Apparently they were together, but they don't show up on the timeline mm-hmm. till 10 o'clock that night. They confirm that, and that uh, that's a gap for them. The phone should help. And they also confirm there's a five-hour gap between when Ethan and Zana were seen at a party at the fraternity house between 8 and 9 o'clock, and then they show up at 145, at the murder scene. 
I think they probably get all of these times quite precisely because they are pulling the forensics, mm-hmm. digital forensics, and that's probably when their phones hit the Wi-Fi inside the house. You can get those logs pretty easily and fast with a search warrant. So, yeah, they did confirm a lot. It's starting to coalesce. I believe them when they say they're making progress. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just unfortunate that they, you know, the nature of an investigation, they can't reveal a lot. And so this meme has developed that sits though the local yokels have dropped the yeah. case, they've blown it, and I'm not buying that. I think that with this task force, et cetera, and uh, you know, all of this uh, investigatory firepower, I do think they're going to get there. Well, well, that's what I wanted to ask you. We're talking to retired NYPD inspector Paul Morrow. I think a lot of people are conflating their media proficiency, meaning their ability to handle the media, with their ability to actually solve this case. And in your mm-hmm. time out there, I think being around an investigation of this magnitude, I would imagine the bigger priority, far greater anyway, is solving the case, not making the media feel good about, you know, the police department's image. Not that they're not mindful of that, but I, are, are people wrong to deduce that the law enforcement agency's aptitude uh, is directly reflected in how the press conferences go? Yeah, I think that's a very good point um, that you've just made. You know, those two things don't equate. Um, and look, it could turn out that people are correct and that certain mistakes were made early on. But I can tell you this, Jimmy. I did uh, – I, I supervised literally hundreds of investigations, and many of them went to arrest and then uh, you know, into the court system. I never lost a case in court, okay? But I can also tell you this. I never did a case perfectly. There's always mistakes. And just because there are maybe a glitch here or there does not mean that the case investigation is not valid mm-hmm. and you're not going to get your target. Yeah. Conversely, you can run a case perfectly and you don't necessarily get a takedown. The arrest and uh, clearance rate for homicides in America is only about 60 percent. Mm-hmm. So people are conditioned by television, et cetera, yeah. for all of this stuff to roll perfectly. And just because the chief of police came out and maybe was a little stiff at the mic Mm -hmm. does not mean that behind the scenes this thing is not being done well. And to their credit, and this is not easy for cops, right away they asked for help. Mm -hmm. They brought in Idaho State PD and then a horde of feds, which is a tough phone call to make for local cops, believe me. Yeah, they don't want to make it. They asked the FBI right in. So. They copped right away to the fact that they were going to need help for this, uh, with this thing, and they went right to it. There's a big task force set up. It seems to be humming along. They say they're making progress. They were hamstrung by the fact that everybody left town. Yeah. The way these cases break fast is you get an interview or something with something like that where somebody says, hey, you know, Jimmy yeah, right came away. home late last night. Mm-hmm. He was nervous. He seemed his hands were cut. They lost that, and so as a result, we're now in a war of attrition. Mm-hmm. This perp's out there. He thinks he can outlast them. They are going to go through the minutia of this stuff, and I can tell you, mm-hmm. if this guy thinks that these cops, even after the task force is yep. disbanded, let's say the case go, goes mm-hmm. cold, if he thinks that these guys yeah. are ever going to give up on this investigation. No way. That's, that's why you wear the nice turtlenecks, Paul Morrow. Great call. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you heard the man. It is the high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, fired up to bring you another hour of top-shelf radio in a bottom-feeding political world. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn, she is going to be joining us in this hour. 
to call out not only Joe Biden, but everybody in Washington, D.C. that doesn't have the balls to condemn what's going on in China, where these citizens are literally risking life and limb to push back against China's zero covid policy, which is insane on its face. But more importantly, is the heavy handed authoritarian crackdown on freedom that this very country was founded to push back against. Are we getting a lot of that pushback out of Washington right now? The answer would be no. No, but thankfully we got some out of the great state of Florida a little while ago. I'm going to play some sound in this hour from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who, to his credit, at least spoke out in condemning what the Biden administration has refused to condemn so far. Okay, the president yesterday sent John Kirby out to the podium to take some questions. And John Kirby, of course, was asked, does the White House condemn what the Chinese government is doing to people? Now, understand, the Chinese government is welding people into their apartments. The Chinese government is putting up barbed wire in some instances, to force people to stay in their homes. They have built walls so you can't get out of your house without climbing barbed wire. The Chinese government is building quarantine camps. They have shut down a city with a population of 25 million people. What the hell is the world coming to? No school, no work. They are stuck in the house indefinitely, folks. I'm telling you, this is this is, you know, human rights abuse. OK, China, the biggest human rights abuser in the world, cracking down on the freedoms of women and children and grown men, destroying their mental health and their well-being in the name of a policy that's absurd on its face. OK, and all of these woke corporations, the NBA and Apple and everybody about tolerance and inclusion, are they saying a word in condemnation of China? No, ma'am, because at the end of the day, the money means a hell of a whole lot more to these woke corporations than the people do. Everything woke turns to OK, for real. Every time you see like a NBA coach like Greg Popovich or. Steve Kerr, get out to the podium and talk about the injustices in this country. Shut up. Will you shut up? Just shut your fat face. The NBA is a fraud. Nike is a fraud. Apple is a fraud. And so is the Biden administration, if we're going to be honest with them, because none of them want to stand up to China because it affects their bottom line. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. I mean, in the instances of the Biden administration, I don't know this. I can't prove this. I am a responsible broadcaster. But there could be a reality where the Biden administration is just flat out compromised by China because understand Hunter Biden got a gazillion dollars from companies affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, that is a known fact. Not only is it a known fact, but it is a known fact that Joe Biden lied to us in saying that he never discussed his son's business dealings with him once, even though his son flew with him on Air Force Two to China. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Can we think about that for a minute, man? For real. Okay. No dad in America, no mom in America gives the kid the car without saying, hey, where are you going with this thing? Now, the kid might lie to you, but at the very least, you're going to ask. But you want me to believe Joe Biden flew all the way to China with his kid on Air Force Two and at no point said, hey, why are we going all the way to China in the first place? Come on, don't bullshit me. That's exactly what they're doing. Here's John Kirby 
giving you the White House version of this. This is clip 10. Our message to peaceful protesters around the world uh, is the same and, and consistent. People should be allowed uh, uh, the, the, the right to assemble and to peacefully protest policies or laws or dictates that, uh, that they take issue with. Does the White House support uh, their, their efforts to sort of regain you know, personal freedoms in light of these lockdowns? The White House supports the right of peaceful protest. I mean, come on. This guy's a serious ass. But think about what he asked him. Does the White House support their efforts to regain their personal freedoms in light of these lockdowns? His response, we support the right of peaceful protest. Don't change the subject. Just answer the f-ing question. They don't want to run afoul of the Chinese sensibilities. They don't want to call China out for human rights abuses. Why is that the case? I don't have an answer. I'm asking you. Why wouldn't they? We're Venmoing Ukraine a billion dollars every other Tuesday at this point. We're into them for $40 billion because we're supposed to be defending freedom. We're defending democracy. But in China, where a guy who's been declared president for life and is forcing 25 million people to be locked in their house, the Biden administration's response is, the number you have dialed is not in service. You gotta do better than that. Okay, he was asked again, a second time. You know, when the president hears people chanting for freedom, is the president on board with that? Here it is, clip 11. What is the president's reaction when he hears protesters in China chant freedom or Xi Jinping step down? The president's not going to speak for protesters uh, around the world. They're speaking for themselves. And so there's no reaction? This, the, the, these protesters are speaking for themselves. What we are doing is making it clear that we support the right of peaceful protest. That was embarrassing. It really was. These protesters are speaking for themselves. So you understand. When they say freedom, that's just them speaking for themselves. That's not Biden. They're not speaking for Biden. Biden ain't fighting for freedom here. Biden sucks. Man, this is embarrassing. And understand what's going on here. China, the Chinese Communist Party, there's so much overlap between what's going on there and what could be going on here. This is not an alarmist radio show. If you listen to me every day, what do I say? Oh, you know, it's uh, the world's on fire, and I'm just roasting some radio marshmallows. Fox across America. It sounds like he gets paid in Tide Pods and cheap tequila. It's a light vibe on this show. It is not an alarmist radio hour. But you understand what they're doing in, in China is possible because you've got a government that's disarmed its people, a government that controls its speech. Okay, if they can disarm you, they can control your speech. Okay, which means they can lock you down. They can take away your rights. They can trample you. We are at a Tiananmen Square level of uprising in China where people are physically willing to die. That's what they've been driven to by this government. And to be honest with you, nobody's calling it out. I'll give Ron DeSantis some credit. He called it out. Can you play this one for me, Justin? I just want to make a comment about what we've been seeing going on in China. Uh, This zero COVID policy uh, is draconian. uh, It violates people's liberties, and it is completely unscientific. And the people of China are right to be able to speak out and protest against what the Chinese Communist Party is doing. This CCP has a maniacal desire to exert total control 
over its population. Zero COVID is really just the pretext for them to do what they want to do anyways. And that is not a model uh, that can work over the long term. The people in China are finally speaking out uh, against it. And, and I just think we need these draconian uh, COVID policies to go to the ash heap of history where they belong. The force is strong with this one. So you got Ron DeSantis saying these draconian COVID policies belong in the ash heap where they belong. But back here in America, uh, in the media, what are they talking about? More of these policies. You got to put the masks back on. Make sure you get vaccinated and boosted. Even though 58% of the COVID deaths are from vaccinated people. Even though everybody who gets boosted gets COVID. Because apparently that's how it works. No, no, you get the vaccine's supposed to give you COVID. No, it's not. Can we just acknowledge that? Of course we can't acknowledge that. But it's bananas. Okay, and this is where we find ourselves in this moment. You got a guy like DeSantis calling it out. Give him credit. I'm sure there'll be a truth social post coming from Trump any minute now, too. I'd like to think. You're about to hear the greatest speech you've ever heard. But what they're doing in China is a human rights abuse. When you lock people down, as we now know through our own data, you are looking at higher rates of domestic violence. People snap. You deny them the dignity of work. You deny them socialization. People internalize a lot of their torments, a lot of their bad impulses. You see higher rates of chemical dependency. You see higher rates of substance abuse. You see higher rates of depression. You see higher rates of anxiety. What China is doing is a form of torture. It is a COVID concentration camp. Folks, I want you to listen to me. 25 million people aren't allowed out of their house today. They weren't allowed out of their house yesterday. They won't be allowed out of their house tomorrow. Some of them have made it into the streets, literally risking their lives. At the very least, they're risking life in prison in hard labor camps because they're actually out there fighting for something we take for granted every single day. Freedom! They don't have it in China. And we're losing it quickly in this country. When you hear them trying to take away your speech rights, when you control the language, you control the people. And make sure, make sure you understand they really were trying to control the language when it came to COVID. Again, you couldn't say COVID originated in a Wuhan lab. For six months, you got banned from Twitter for saying it. What do we now know? It began in a lab. Okay. You couldn't say vaccinated people got COVID. The prevailing narrative was that vaccinated people didn't get COVID until 50 million vaccinated people did. And they were like, okay. <laughs> All right, so, uh, well, it turns out you got... So, uh, I guess we have some issues? <laughs> yeah, I guess we have a couple of issues. Okay, that's what happened. But the fact that people aren't calling it out here in America at a time we're supposed to be defending democracy and freedom around the world. And why is that? Because they don't want to stand up to China. Okay, we have reporting right now in this hour as we go live on the radio. This is fascinating, and I've told you this before. Okay, they do perceive weakness in this administration. Okay, there's a report out right now on Fox News. You can read it on foxnews.com that our Afghan withdrawal, the botched Afghan withdrawal, where we took the troops out ahead of the civilians, remember that whole thing? Then capitulated to the Taliban, skipped town, leaving them $85 billion of our weapons. Okay, understand, we fought that war in Afghanistan for 20 years, the sole premise being we need to make sure Afghanistan doesn't become a breeding ground for terror groups. Fair enough. 
Okay, but 20 years later, after countless blood and treasure was spilled, we left with a terror group in charge of their government. This could be a problem. Not only in charge, but sitting on $85 billion worth of our weapons. That can't be good. It's just reality now. China and people on the world stage saw this as weakness, just the same as they see Biden's lack of a fierce condemnation of what's going on in China as weakness. Yo, they don't respect us. We're dealing with a situation where the perception of our president is not formed by the media who want you to believe he's sharp as a tack, but by their own eyes. They have watched Biden shake hands with invisible people. You know who else they've watched Biden shake hands with? Chinese business partners that were giving his son a billion dollars to manage. A billion dollars. Dude, do you know what I would do for like six grand? (laughs) A billion? (laughs) A billion dollars. Okay? This is crazy. And again, I don't have any proof that they're compromised, but they're certainly governing like they're compromised. And this is why this stuff needs to be investigated. But understand that the reaction to what's going on is most is basically a non-reaction. There's nothing going on. His representative, Mike Gallagher, okay, he was on last night discussing this, and he basically explained that what they're trying to do is export this model of repression around the world. Here it is, clip 14. I don't think the control of the Chinese Communist Party is starting to crack. She purged any dissenters at the 20th Party Congress, but they will continue to crack down on their citizens, and who knows where that leads. I mean, think where we are. Three years after a virus that likely leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China, they're still welding Chinese people into their apartments. We've had apartment buildings burned down with people locked inside. We have toddlers being taken from their parents and put into quarantine camps. They're using the pretense of public health in order to institute a system of total techno-totalitarian control. And that's not just for domestic use. That's a model of repression they want to export around the world. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. It really is. And how is our president reacting? Not by condemning it, by encouraging more of the same. Hey, you better get vaxxed. Hey, you better get boosted. You know it. I know it. You know who else knows it? The Chinese government. Let Joe tell you how it will be. He'll fire you so easily. Cause Joe's the Vax Man. Yeah, he's the Vax Man. He's vaccinating one and all. From young adults and kids real small. Cause Joe's the Vax Man. Yeah, he's the Vax Man. If you drive a truck, Joe Vax your seat. If you own a farm, Joe Vax your wheat. If you're serving food, Joe Vax your eats. If you're anti Vax Man, we'll let you choose. Vax You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's like it's a it's a game changer.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. Coming up in the next break right now, just a little more you and me time. Here's Eldridge Colby. He's on with Laura Ingram last night. I'll be on with Laura Ingram tonight. Look at me. Getting the band back together at 10 o'clock on the angle. Eldridge Colby, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense, talking about the tepid response from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue to China's lockdowns and human rights abuses. Here it is, clip 13. I think it's, I think it's pretty pathetic, and for an administration and a sort of a political movement that is all about sort of moralistic preening, not to be able to do the basics here, I think it's almost disqualifying morally. Why, we should, why should we listen to them about anything at all if they're not willing to do this sort of basic thing on the most important thing, but when it actually touches, as you point, the core interests of the group, many of the groups that they really represent? I mean, think about that. And it's it's weak. And you know who sees that again and again and again? China sees that. They go, oh, these guys got nothing. Dr. Fauci, on the way out the door, he was on Face the Nation, gave another interview for The Road. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. But here he is saying, well, the reason China misled the world is Trump was too hard on them. Here it is, clip 18. What happens is that if you look at the anti-China approach that clearly the Trump administration had right from the very beginning... And the accusatory nature, the Chinese are going to flinch back and say, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to talk Mm -hmm. to you about it, which is not correct. You are a sad, strange little man. Yeah, because that's why they misled us. You know, normally China would be above board. You know, the people who steal a trillion dollars a year worth of intellectual copyright from us. No, no, they're always on board. You know, the people that are literally harvesting organs. And forcing people into slave labor in the Uyghur province? No, no, these are usually good, upstanding people. They've always had the public's interest at heart. Come on, Fauci, you dirtbag. This is why anytime you get lifelong bureaucrats out of Washington, it is addition by subtraction. reality with a bit of insanity it's fox across america with jimmy Fallon. it's been a lot of insanity on this show today i'm not gonna lie most of it emanating from the white house but joining us now to restore order the adult in the room superstar tennessee senator marsha blackburn returns to the show hello senator blackburn well hello to you i hope your thanksgiving was wonderful <laughs> oh listen it was too wonderful that was the problem i've been uh pretty banged up on tv the last couple of days i'm pretty sure the staff had you on the day to stage an intervention for me is that why you're here that is why i am here <laughs> you know there is a lot to be said for somebody who is willing to call out some of the ridiculous, insane things that are coming out of this White House. And, Jimmy, it's you, (laughs) but you're taking all of the punches for it. So I'm here to give you some attaboys and (laughs) say go grab some turkey leftovers out of that refrigerator, maybe throw some dressing in there to give you some carbs and get yourself uh, built back up and in the fight. So much more than a senator. She is also a life coach. A lot of people don't know that. But thank you. Thank you. We need you. We need you more than ever today. Um, Let me dive right in because there's not a lot. There's not a lot out of this White House in terms of a condemnation of what's going on in China. And to be clear, it's a human rights abuse that we're witnessing in China, is it not? It is completely a human rights abuse. Here's what happens. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing that goes on with your child. If you don't reprimand them and call out bad behavior, what are you going to get? 
more you get behavior. more bad behavior. And when you look at Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party, and you look historically and uh, over the period of time when Xi Jinping took office, the abuses toward the Tibetans, the Mongolians, the Hong Kong freedom fighters, what is happening with the Uyghurs and the genocide there, the pressure on companies that are U.S.-based companies or either EU-based companies to abide by Chinese Communist Party dictates and laws, then you begin to see this pattern. So what do we have now is uh, the people of China are saying, look, you locked us up during COVID, and you used that as an excuse to execute controls over our daily lives, and they're seeing the way this bad behavior escalates and what is happening to different segments of the Chinese population. So now they're standing up, and they are speaking out. They are fighting to preserve their lives. They're fighting for for freedom, for yep. being able to exercise some freedom. And they're basically saying enough is enough. And they're pushing it back against the rule of Xi Jinping, who, you know, he's more like Mao in how he approaches uh, dealing with the Chinese people, and they're continuing to abuse the Chinese people. It's, it's really frightening stuff. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn is on the line, if you're just joining us. But, yeah, continuing on, I'm sorry. Um, what- no, I'm just saying, yeah, you've, you've got to look at this, and you've got to look at the pattern of these bad actions. And then begin to, and and look, they can call them quarantine camps. We all know what they are, mm-hmm. and they're just not getting by with that. My hope is that you're going to see leaders from across the globe stand up and call China out. My hope would be that the UN would call China out, that they would remove them from the Human Rights Council and the Security Council. And my hope is that other countries would say, no, you're not going to get by with this. We have seen that take place when it comes to Russia Mm -hmm. and the way uh, some of the NATO countries have stood up against Russia, the way the EU is standing up against Russia and their aggression into Ukraine. And we need to see the same thing happen with China. Well, let me throw this at you. Why do you think the Biden administration is being so careful with their response? Because what they said yesterday is, you know, we support their right to protest, but they won't outright condemn what China is doing. Well, you know, the Biden administration wants to say that they have a very effective uh, foreign policy simply because they don't challenge other nations. They let them do whatever they want to do. But what they're forgetting is, We are the United States of America, and if we don't show up and fight for freedom, nobody else is going to show up. And, Jimmy, this is why it is important that we have a president who comes back. Yesterday he said he supported the Chinese, or his spokesman said 
they supported the Chinese uh, people in their resistance. But you know what? Let's come back again and say, no, Xi Jinping, we're going to take you to task on this. Let's go ahead and let's take Iran to task for their bad actions. Let's take North Korea. Let's take Russia. Of course, I think those four countries comprise your new axis of evil. Freedom-loving people around the globe know that if the U.S. does not show up to stand for freedom, nobody else is going to show up and stand for freedom. Yeah, man, there's definitely a leadership vacuum on the world stage. We're talking to Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. Um, One other thing domestically I wanted to throw at you is, you know, the rail strike, uh, I know there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to this, but we were actually told back in September, if you remember, Biden had an event at the White House in the Rose Garden uh, with you know local union members celebrating a deal he himself was trying to take credit for brokering. But now here we are in the 11th hour with the buck getting passed on to Congress. Um, you know, this is a real mess, depending on how this plays out one way or the other. But is this the president avoiding accountability in your eyes? Well, Jimmy, I think that the president must have been sleeping through part of the report of the president's emergency board. And he got the point of they had reached an agreement. So he goes out and takes a mission accomplished moment and tries to scoot past the election. And now it's blowing up in his face because people are going, hey, wait a minute. Uh, You did not broker this deal. And you have the rail workers that have some legitimate claims and concerns. It's things like sick days. You know, right now they can take three sick days, but you got to schedule a sick day 30 days in advance. And I don't know of anybody that has the power to deem that on a certain day they are going to be sick. There are some things you just can't plan, especially if you have children. Mm -hmm. Also, you've got people that use the rail service. They are very concerned about this because we already have supply chain issues. And we have manufacturers, chemical companies, energy production companies in Tennessee that are quite concerned about what this is going to do to their ability to move forward. And of course, you have rail companies that are trying to make the ends meet to still be a profitable company because they don't want to go out of business. Mm -hmm. But if Joe Biden were into exercising leadership, what he would do is get everybody back at the White House, put them all there in the room around the conference table and say, nobody leaves until we get this worked out. And then sit there to do it. It is not Congress's job to go bail uh, out the rail companies or the unions. But Joe Biden has said he wants to be the most pro-union worker president in the history of the United States. So what is Joe Biden doing? He is saying, oh, this is too big an issue for me. I'm going to send this over to Congress and let Congress handle it. So it's so weird, you know, because it just it all comes back to it, which seems like weakness in the office. But you guys got a lot on your plate. I'm I'm, I'm glad you behaved better on Thanksgiving than I did, because we need you to be sharp out there. Well, I just need you to keep kicking up dust. It's good. It makes people think. No, it does. That's what you're good at, Jimmy. That's, that's, so keep it up. It's that and eating. That's all I got. Those are my superpowers. Well, listen, I, I always appreciate your time. We'll do it again soon. I hope you have a great day. 
You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn, she wants the champ to keep kicking up dust. No, we can do that. You know, that's what we're trying to do. Try to have a conversation. Do you remember that whole thing? Whenever something happens in the country, people get on TV like, America needs to have a conversation. America needs to have a conversation about race. America needs a conversation about guns. America needs to have a conversation about immigration. Then you start the conversation. You're like, I disagree with your position. And they're like, well, your wife is a hoe. And you're like, what just happened? I thought we're just having a conversation. Why are you coming after my wife? What does it have to do with anything? That's the time we live in now. It's all just so hyper-reductive. Political discourse used to be, okay, we all want the same things. We might have different approaches to how we're going to get them done. But now we just don't even want the same things, okay? It's been this conversation really has been distorted beyond all believable bounds. We don't want the same things, okay? The left right now, if you go to culture war issues— you know, what do they want? Gender-affirming care. You know what gender-affirming care is? That's a really, really creative way of saying you want to give little children the right to castrate themselves, to physically alter their bodies, which is abuse in my eyes. I think it's terrible. I do not support gender-affirming care, okay? I want trans people to feel accepted. I also want people to be above the legal age of 18 before they can make a life-altering decision for themselves. That's not me being barbaric. That's not me being intolerant. That's me being someone who's raised a child and seeing how fluid their preferences are as they develop. A kid at the age of five will have a favorite toy that he won't have at the age of six. He'll have a favorite show that he won't have at the age of seven. He'll have a favorite food that he won't have at the age of eight. But you're here to tell me he can make a life-altering plastic surgery decision for himself? That's what the Democrats want you to believe. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. I'm not like a crazy person. Okay, but our priorities aren't the same. These are things being pushed. You know, the climate's a good example of that. Oh, we're going to get rid of all the fossil fuels. We'll have nothing but electric cars by the year 2025. That's what we're being told. Okay, and understand that's not physically possible. The world runs on fossil fuels. It's not to say you couldn't recalibrate, but we don't have the capacity in the next 150 years to phase out fossil fuels without physically starving people to death and killing them. Do you know what your farm machines, you know what the food production in this company runs on? Diesel. Do you know what the green energy policies in this country have done to the price of diesel? They've sent it through the roof. Do you know what that means? It means farmers are having an exponentially harder time harvesting their crops and getting a food supply to market. Green energy is getting people in a real pickle, okay? Solar is not going to do it, not the... The solar panels are even being made in a way that's on board with any of the inclusion or tolerance or human rights agenda we pretend to champion here in America. Your solar panels are made by slave labor in the Uyghur province of China. That's a thing. Slave labor. Okay, we yell and scream in this country about systemic racism. It was founded at a time of slavery. Sure was. But no country on earth has done more to eradicate its original sin than we are, the most tolerant and inclusive society on the planet, a society where we actually fought a civil war in which over a half a million people died to end slavery, a society where people fought for a civil rights movement that the Democrats opposed tooth and nail at the time in the Jim Crow South. Okay, we fought for integration 
in society to the, you know, despite the, you know, howls of protest by the Dixiecrats. Okay, but the point is all of the things Democrats try to hold our country hostage over are happening right now in China, and they're not calling out any of them. Okay, but when it comes to political discourse in this country and America's ability to have a conversation, we're not talking about the same things. What we want in this country is we want limited government involvement in our lives. If you are a conservative, you are adhering to what this country was founded on. Okay, we went to war against the British to get the government out of our damn lives. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. But on the other side of the fence, that's not the conversation we're having. We're not having a conversation about how we get the government the hell out of our lives. That was the American principle we were founded on, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. But on the other side of the fence, that's not. we're not having that conversation. The other side of the fence is your government's got to be in your life. What are you talking about? They're going to handle your health care. They're going to handle your college, you know, student loan forgiveness. They're making it, uh, you know, the personal responsibility aspect of life is being taken out from under people. And a generation of folks who can physically do for themselves are being taught to rely on the government. Why? Because if the government provides your basic needs, then you're going to provide their basic vote. But the problem is, okay, the makers, the people busting their ass to get by, folks like you and me who are willing to put in whatever amount of time it took to get whatever done you needed to get done. Folks, do you know that in my adult life, I have driven a taxi 15 hours a day while simultaneously serving as the head writer for a morning radio prep service where I had to write jokes for 200 radio stations a day. I would do stand-up comedy at night. I was doing that. I was working like 20 hours a day for the first five years of Lincoln's life just to try to get our family off the ground. You can't imagine how much I resent watching this you know, defeatism being sold in Washington, D.C. right now where they constantly tell you you can't do it. Think about it. Eight years ago, Barack Obama ran on a message of, yes, we can. Yes, we can. That was his message. It's whatever. It's a little vague, but it's a better attitude than what they're telling you now, which is no, you can't. If Barack Obama announced a campaign right now of yes, we can, they'd be like, who's this half white guy who needs to check his privilege saying yes, we can. They don't want you to believe you can, because if you can, they can't. They need you to depend on them so they can depend on your vote. The only problem is you don't learn to do for yourself, and it gets pretty damn expensive for the rest of us. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. You're listening to the show that Standard & Poor describes as Standard & Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, man, we are in the bottom of the ninth on Fox Across America. Cocaine Mitch McConnell just trashed Trump at a press conference. This guy will say anything. And essentially said that no one who meets with white supremacists or people espouse those views, in my opinion, will be representing the Republican Party in 2024. Get him out of here. Yeah, I'm not trying to start a Trump McConnell food fight. I bring it up anyway because we had Mike Pence on the show yesterday. If you didn't hear it, 
I posted it on the Fox Cross America Facebook page. And uh, we didn't have a lot of time to get into it today in reaction, but it's definitely worth your time because it was the vice president in a way you've never heard them before. We had a really candid conversation about things that went on in the presidency and in the book, and it was the furthest thing from a Trump bash. I actually thought it was a very candid look inside that White House, including intimate moments between him and the president that took place in the immediate aftermath of the inauguration that I don't think he shared with anybody before, let alone even in his book. So it was fascinating, definitely worth a listen. Uh, But if you had enough Jimmy Fallon on the radio, you could certainly pivot to Jimmy Fallon on the TV. I will be on with Laura Ingram tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Fox News Channel. Tomorrow night we're on Waters World with Jesse, and Thursday you'll see me on Outnumbered, and Friday we're scheduled on Hannity. You can watch all of it. You can watch none of it. We don't care. It's America. You do whatever you want. Be a Republican Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.